I'm Stephanie Hell, co-host of Get Inspired and Innovate, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Kindergarten Chaos, the Developmentally Appropriate Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy. And we were going to give you an episode about subtraction in November, but I accidentally deleted it. So, And it was such a good one that we'll redo it. We're going to do that one later. And we're also working on an episode where we answer all your questions. So if you have a question you want us to answer, send it to kindergartenkiosk at gmail.com and we're going to put some together and make an episode out of it. But today we're talking about neither of those things. We're talking about thematic <laughs> teaching, which I is love... inspired by a question. It is. And thank you, Emily, for asking the question because I love thematic teaching. So thank you, Emily, for asking the question of how do I incorporate thematic teaching into my curriculum that is mandated from my school? It's a good question. It's a great question because we all have curriculum that has been handed to us and we've been asked to, in most cases, to do it to fidelity. So how do we do thematic teaching? Well, I just want to speak to my experience using wonders because that's the one I'm most familiar with right now and because I've taught journeys I can say that journeys and wonders are so similar well you've taught both right I yeah I think your advice is going to fit for whatever curriculum you have used because I've used about four or five and they're all so similar well the thing that I like about my Wonders curriculum is that it's very well researched and the things in it, you, you can tell there was a lot of effort put in to make sure that things are taught in a good progression and that everything is covered well. And, and I, I think we should, we should value all the work by professionals that's put into that, you know, the experts in the field. Is that a good way to say that? Mm-hmm. So I think when we talk about teaching thematically, we should remember that we're not, we're not just throwing everything out and doing our own thing, which I don't know. I mean, that's probably not what people think we meant by it anyway, but I, I feel like sometimes people want to have their own hand, their own fingers their own personalization on everything that happens in the classroom and sometimes you're just making twice the work for yourself when you already have a really good solid curriculum is what i'm saying making sense i feel like it's insulting yeah and i think am i being insulting no okay and i think also a lot of teachers are afraid to even try thematic teaching because of those same reasons they don't know how to make it mix with the curriculum you have Right. And I think the thing to remember about the curriculum is that 
The things that are being taught in it are in there for a reason, but the methodology that you deliver what's being taught um, can be more individualized. For example, <laughs> of what I mean by that is for the big books you're given to teach, you're given a big book every week to teach in wonders. And you're given ideas of what concept to teach with that big book. And the concepts are taught in a progression, but the big books don't really necessarily matter that you use that particular big book for that lesson. No, and not didn't at you all. even Those talk to somebody be... in the Am I imagining this or didn't you talk to somebody who developed wonders and they said that it was fine if you changed out the big book and used a different one? Who did you talk to? Well, the rep the representative when was he it was the salesperson <laughs> <laughs> so he not a developer actually, just a salesperson no let me finish my <laughs> sentence okay <laughs> the um the representative that was selling wonders i asked him if i could have a contact for someone in wonders because i really wanted to talk about the research of the program and so he gave me the contact of one of the developers and I did ask them those questions. So, for example, give you do the example about the January Big Book. So, for example, the books that they're recommending are recommendations of books to use. The themes that they recommend are recommendations of what to use. For example, uh, in January comes the unit of gardening. And uh, because we live in snowy areas, we're not able to garden with our students in January. So is it important to use those gardening big books during that time? No, it's not. But the concepts are what's important. For example, um, in January when it's time for gardening, I'm doing the themes of snow and winter and polar animals. And so what I do is I will look at the next day and the lesson plan that they have for day one, unit one, day one in their garden unit, and I'll take a note of the concepts that they're going to do during their big book time. And I just make sure that any of the big books that I'm doing during that time, I cover the concepts. So I am fulfilling the requirement of fidelity to the program that my district has set for us. And I'm having the joy of thematic teaching by just supplementing which books I'm using during that time. And I think it's important to remember that the reason you teach thematically and you integrate your content isn't because it's fun and cute, even though it is fun and cute. It's because if things are connected across the curriculum, it deepens every subject for the student and makes it matter more to them. So let's say in January, I don't, I don't, remember what it is in January but let's say you're supposed to teach um, predictions or uh, visualization let's say you're supposed to teach visualization while you're reading a big book aloud to the students and the big book is about um, well I'm going to switch to gardening because I want to but <laughs> you're supposed to teach visualization <laughs> okay. you have a big book about gardening 
how much more can the student visualize if they've also put their hands in the dirt and looked and touched roots and felt a flower's petals and watched uh, and sorted seeds? How much better will they be at visualizing a story if they have all that science background in their mind while they're doing it? So I think the goal here isn't to change around all your content or change what your curriculum is or change what your curriculum is given it's to look at the content you have and say how can i take my wonders piece and my science piece and make them work together i think think coming at it with that mindset helps you figure out how to use what you already have in a way that works together across your whole curriculum yeah exactly so i look at um, what curriculum I've been giving and map out basically what I will do each month. For example, in my math curriculum dur- during February, my math curriculum is measuring during that time. And so I like to do my unit on folk tales with bullies and bad guys during that time because it's really easy to incorporate measuring dwarfs and giants and all that fun stuff that goes with it. And so, yeah, I will teach my lesson that comes from my curriculum, but I will keep that thematic spin on everything. And then during centers, I will actually um, do the games that are more thematic, but they're all based on what is being taught in the lesson. In GoMath in January, we would be teaching subtraction. And so the lesson content that I give to the whole group, I will do as much thematic twist to the content that they have given me as possible. And then I will do the worksheet that I am required to do. It doesn't need to be thematic. Not everything is going to be thematic when you're doing teaching of curriculum. And, but then when we are during centers, I'll make sure that those subtraction practice activities are all thematic. Because why can't they be? Why not? <laughs> but I think, I think also in your whole group lessons, it's, it's really easy to say, say you're talking about subtraction and you have your whole group lesson modeling subtraction. Um, it's really easy to look at what the lesson is well, I shouldn't say it's really easy. It's not always that easy, but sometimes it is. But you you can look at the lesson and think, okay, I'm showing subtraction and I'm demonstrating it through story problems. And my my curriculum has given me these three story problems to illustrate straight subtraction. Well, we're talking about snow. So instead of telling the story about Sammy going to the park and eating a picnic, I'm going to tell the story about Sammy going to the park and building a snowman and one of the snowballs melted and how many snowballs are left. Or my curriculum wants me to fill out this worksheet about subtraction. Well, I can accomplish the same goal by having the whole class play a game about subtraction with polar bears hiding in a cave. So... One activity that I did that was lots of fun is I made a snowman that was 10 inches tall 
and I had it in the classroom when the kids came in and they were so excited because I had up at the front of the carpet area I had this little 10 inch snowman and we measured it and wrote down 10 inches and I said okay we're going to watch this snowman melt today and we're going to measure him and do some subtraction to see how he goes down so every hour or even sooner than that, even every half hour, we'd stop, go measure the snowman and write the number. So if he was started at 10 and he was now nine, then we'd do 10 minus nine equals eight, or not equals one. <laughs> so he melted one inch. And of course I had a song to it because of you Of course, because you, you have a song for everything. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. And I was doing subtraction. So let's back up a uh, just a little bit and talk about the whys of thematic instruction. So I was thinking about it and I was thinking about ivory soap. <laughs> okay. Ivory soap to this day is my favorite soap. If I have to go to the store and buy soap, it's always ivory. The reason is, is because it brings back memories, that smell of carving ivory soap into a Santa when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> and thematic instruction is kind of that same thing. It's creating a link to a, a sense, to an activity, to an experience that will create deeper meaning in students. Thematic teaching is authentic and it's more closely related to how children and even adults learn and it encourages the learner to construct meaning and to actually use their knowledge that they've been given. And it promotes higher order thinking and allows students to more ably, ably? <laughs> <laughs> more a able no, transfer it's... concepts across the discipline. So if they're learning a concept in subtraction and then they go to the the science center that might have a sensory table in it and you give them a, some activities that has to do with subtracting things that they're actually now going to touch and manipulate it will have more meaning in it give it provides students opportunity for a higher order thinking because thematic teaching is interactive and experiential and discovery based and awesome <laughs> and awesome so I know that in busy days and I think all, everyone is busy even full day we're all busy teachers are, busy, are just but, busy especially but so right many, now we're all very well, yeah, busy. We're all busy but there are so many classrooms of uh, pre-k tk and kindergarten that are still half day programs I know that one thing that teachers struggle with is having time for science and social studies and writing and art, cooperative activities, STEM activities. And the great way to put all of that in is through thematic instruction. I just know that I would never give up my science time. Because my science time, I might give up social studies time. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I like social studies. I know. I, I like social studies for some themes. <laughs> I don't like all of them. <laughs> but um, I would never give up my science time 
because I feel like tapping into science is such a cool, it's such an awesome way to get kids excited about everything. Because mm-hmm. I think I've yet to meet a kindergartner who doesn't like science. Science no, is their not. favorite <laughs> thing to do. And I would never, I would never leave it out because once you get them excited about that piece of the day, you can pull it into the rest of your day. And a real easy way to do science is simply set up a science center. And we have a whole podcast on science centers. I really like the kids come in and they see the new science center and they immediately know the new theme. And they immediately know what we're going to do. And they're so excited. (laughs) They can hardly stand it. (laughs) Another question that Emily asked was, um, should I block out time of the day just to have thematic instruction? And the answer is no. Thematic instruction is your whole day. And I think hopefully we've addressed that, that how you can take thematic instruction and just incorporate it and make it part of your day. Well, I just, I want to, I want to tell a story. Good. So, tell a story. So we, I'm going to steal a story from a trainer that I had once. <laughs> she was doing a training on integration. And she said that she, they were working on integrating subjects in fourth grade. And they were learning about um, geography, I think. And so they were making, and they were learning about geography and the water cycle at the same time. So they used little takeout boxes, and in the takeout boxes, they made landscapes with different land features. And then they also talked about art. So they painted their landscapes and mixed the colors. And then they created the water cycle inside of the little takeout tray by, if you close it and put it in the sun, the takeout tray will become like a greenhouse. And so you'll get a little water cycle effect. So isn't that cool that they tied all that together? But the story she told that I'm stealing from her is that there was a member of the state legislature uh, in the room watching this. And the state legislator was like, these kids aren't learning anything. This is just cutesy. You're just doing this to be cutesy. They aren't actually learning anything. And she said, go ask them. And so he walked up to one kid and he said, what are you doing in there? You painting some pretty colors? Well, you see, I'm mixing red and blue to make my color. And then this is going to be my plateau. And my plateau is going to be purple. Or actually, it was probably red because then they talked about how the iron oxidized in the... They were probably painting it red (laughs) because I remember they said that the iron oxidizes the rock and it turns the rock red. So that's why they're going to paint their plateau red. And then down in the valley, they're painting it. So they talk about all the colors and why the colors are there in the science. And they use all the geographic terms for their landforms. And then they take, and when I close the box, the water will condense on the top of the box after it (laughs) evaporates. And so they tell the legislator all this. And... Then the legislator goes back. it's the children. It's the children. The child said that. And so then he goes back to her and he says, well, that was just one of the smart kids. I just happened to ask a smart kid. She said, go ask someone else. So he goes (laughs) up to the next kid. And this next kid says the same thing. Because what they're doing is so powerful and it means something to them. They're not just learning it from a worksheet or a lecture. They're doing it and they're seeing it and they're feeling it. So he keeps asking the kids. They all know. And he said, well, 
So after all that, she still hadn't proved to him that this is a good way to teach. (laughs) So he goes up to her and he says, well, we'll see how they do on the state test. You want to know how they did on the state test? Well, they they should probably. They scored the best of any class on that portion of the exam. And I had to steal her story because I think that just proves like, you're not doing this just as an, this isn't an extra thing to add on to your day. It's not extra, extra work you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's making everything, like getting more bang for your buck exactly. out of what you teach. It's, you said earlier, not everything has to be thematic. And I think that's important to remember because we shouldn't, you shouldn't make something thematic just to make it thematic because that's you don't need to you should make something thematic when it's going to make a difference to the learning and I think that will help you decide what to change and what to leave and what to worry about to prioritize so you're because I want to make things easy for people (laughs) (laughs) well and our thematic units really will make your life easy because everything you need for center time is all provided ready for you to use during centers and we've tried to differentiate it for what you're teaching during that time yeah so i have one more example Goody. that of the power of thematic teaching it's probably your own good example i have to steal all my examples <laughs> i was doing a just a christmas newsletter and i had santa's workshop set up and we had been talking a lot about construction during this time because I wanted to, to tie in um, building and putting things together. And so we had done a lot of STEM activities on constructing and building. And I asked the, a parent for center time, the only thing I had this volunteer do is I said, would you sit by the dramatic play center? And all I want you to do is write down and take notes of what kids are saying in the center and I was then I just typed it all up and I made it a newsletter of what we're doing in the playhouse and at the end of center time the parent came and she handed it to me and she said good grief I thought they were just playing in your playhouse they're really learning I can't believe the stuff they're saying in there (laughs) and it's true kids because it's thematic teaching is authentic and a constructivist approach, kids are really expanding their learning. Mm-hmm. One thing that I found rewarding from thematic teaching is I loved it when an administrator could walk in my room, a student or a parent, and know immediately what we're learning and get excited about the subject. And so I think that's what thematic teaching really is in a nutshell, is bringing excitement to Mm -hmm. academics because that's what we're doing we're all just teaching academics in an exciting thematic way Mm -hmm. and if you need to assess how well your kids are learning from your thematic teaching which of course you need to do then the best way to do it is through ESGI and right now (laughs) ESGI is in their season of giving and they have a special that if you use the promo Kathy Library at ESGISoftware.com. Use the promo Kathy Library, K-A-T-H-Y-L-I-B-R-A-R-Y, all one word, and you will get a free 90-day trial. 
that will turn into $50 off when you try when you choose to purchase. But aside from all of that, ESGI will donate $8 towards the Free Little Library project that will help bring books into children's homes. So ESGISoftware.com, use Kathy Library, and you will never regret trying ESGI for your assessment needs. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell out a little I'm gonna tell a little story and I'm gonna call out my daughter's teacher and I'm gonna call out myself. Oh. I'm gonna call out myself as well because I just checked my daughter's grades this morning and they were all really low and it kind of freaked me and my husband out because usually she's well she's really smart she's, really, she's like <laughs> a second grader reading sixth grade books. So it was really worrisome that the grades were low. We thought something was wrong. So I wrote the teacher and she said, well, I just don't have enough information at the beginning of the year to give high grades. So I just have to give people this lower grade until we can test more and get more information. And now I'm going to call myself out because I used to do that. <laughs> because I used to like err on the side of being lower because I'm like, oh no, I just don't know enough. And what if I learn more and and their grades go down and then the parents are mad at me because I gave them a high grade at the beginning and now I have to overcorrect and go low. So I totally used to do that until I got ESGI because when I tested with ESGI, I knew exactly where they were at and I could print out a parent letter every week and send home every Friday so the parents knew exactly where they were at, exactly what I was checking, exactly what I was evaluating. So then I could give grades and be like, okay, well, I know exactly what to give this kid. And the parents going to know exactly why, because they have been getting letters since the beginning of the year. Because ESGI makes it so easy to be like, test, print, and then everything, I, I just... Exactly. And now is a great time to get ESGI with their awesome deal. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Happy thematic teaching. Goodbye, everyone.
Kindergarten Kiosk is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, a network of podcasts for educators, by educators. For more information, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. That's E-D-U podcastnetwork.com. Now can I listen to it?